Welcome to Naturopathy Today. Your hosts are Dr. Michael Schwartz and Steve Langford. Join them as they guide you on a journey to good health through holistic naturopathy. Now here are Michael and Steve. Hi, good morning and welcome to another exciting episode of Naturopathy Today. I'm your co-host, Michael, and I've got my good bud with me, Steve Langford. Good morning, Steve. How you doing? Good, good morning, Michael. I'm doing well. How about you? Well, so far, so good. The day is young. I'm optimistic, <laughs> so should be a good one. You know, well, it's what you're planning for. I absolutely. Know. I have a checklist. It's, you know, smile, be happy. May, you know, the more you smile, people will wonder what you're up to. So, you know, I have a little checklist that keeps me going. Well, they say, make it a good day. You know, we have more power uh, in our options than we give ourselves credit for. We can't necessarily control what's happening outside us, but we do have control on how we approach it and how we think about it. And that's a big part of what we talk about on this podcast is appropriating those things, which make it a better day, make us healthier, lead us in the right direction. And so I think it's, it's as much about personal choice and direction as well. It absolutely is. You know, last week when we talked about hardening of the arteries, we ended the show when you brought up a fabulous question about diseases and their origin and the lack of nutrition and why or how it facilitates the corruption that creates the disease and the fact that drugs don't cure a disease the body cures it but you got to give the body what it requires so when i listen to you and I, i'm thinking well absolutely he's 100 percent right so folks go back to last week listen to what steve said because he was 100 percent right <laughs> about how to fix your condition. And that is nurture your body, especially that area of the body that is hurting. As an example, and then I'll, I'll go into what I wanted to say, arthritis. You know, instead of trying to treat arthritis, and what does arthritis do? It attacks the joints. So if you nourish your joints, you avoid the foods like the nightshades, high protein that work against your joints and you're nourishing them at the same time, as well as you're eliminating that which is detrimental. Guess what? You're going to have mobility. You're going to have less pain. You're not going to wake up stiff and sore. Going back to the cause of diseases, when because of my orientation, when I work with a client, one of the things that I will do, and I'll tell them, okay, look, you got arthritis, you got to get do this, you got to take this, think about that. And then I will ask, you know, or I will say, you know, that I'm a holistic practitioner. And if you're not familiar with what that means, it means that I look at every aspect. I'm all about the root cause of your condition. Do you want to hear a perspective? And if they say yes, well, now they're in trouble because it opens up the door. The first place I go is looking at the condition that you're dealing with. In this case, since we're talking about arthritis, it's obviously a condition of immobility. 
So what creates mobility? And the answer is your mind. More than anything else, having arthritis tells me on some levels that you are an inflexible thinker. It tells me, depending upon where you have the arthritis, in your mind, there's only one way to approach it. Look, I have it in my hands. Well, this is the way my father handled things. This is the way my grandfather handled things. This is the way I handle things. Doesn't matter, you can't move your fingers or you wake up stiff and sore every morning. The point being is that wherever the arthritis is striking you, it is telling you that your thoughts about that part of your body you're indulging or incorporating inflexible thinking. You're not thinking outside the box. You're not thinking of alternative ways to handle it. From my point of view, every disease and condition begins between the ears. It's emotional conflict. In fact, I'm just finishing up and I'm hoping to get them printed. I'm waiting for a quote, a book called The Emotional Causes of Diseases. Every disease, you can track every single disease back to an emotional conflict or a genetic disposition. Predominantly, I'm a firm believer because the mind operates the brain and the brain operates the body, your mind will even go to the point of having you eat the foods that are necessary to create the condition. Isn't that strange? Well, it's a lot to wrap your head around, Michael. And I think that I'm glad that you're coming out with this guidance for people because it's one of those areas that I think a lot of people can't grasp very easily because they'll they'll go, and I'm sure you've heard this, what do you mean? It's all in my head? Um, you know, that's, we used to hear that. Oh, it's all in your head. I mean, my mom suffered with fibromyalgia and they told her it's all in her head and maybe it was, um, but the manifestation was very physical and very real to her. And so it never, they never got anywhere in terms of, well, how do you resolve these issues that are in your head? And how do you use that knowledge to move yourself forward? Fabulous. And that's why, why we get the diseases that we get. Because what is really taking place, and this is one of the reasons why Jesus said, you have to have eyes to see and ears to hear. Okay? Because your mind, and remember, he also said the kingdom of God is within you. And so since God seeks perfection, it wants you to stay on that path that leads to the kingdom within. So it is constantly giving you guidance on how to stay on the path. When you miss everything along the way, because you've also been taught, don't pay any attention to dreams. That's the devil's work. No, it's not. It's your mind telling you what concept is at work, what pattern of behavior you're exhibiting or you're indulging in or you're caught up in and every pattern of behavior every habit has an expectation at the end the mind seeks to fulfill that expectation because that expectation validates the concept that built the pattern as being true even when 
that concept works against you as an example in the arthritis. Look, this is the way we do it, son, period. This is how it's done. No deviation, no improvement, no thinking outside the box. Well, what your mind is saying, by the time you develop the disease, because you missed all the communication getting up to the disease, your mind is saying to you, oh, you have arthritis, you're inflexible. Start going within yourself and question why and what part of your body is hurting you. You know, if it's your hands, well, I'm inflexible. What do hands do? Well, they handle things. So obviously, I must be inflexible in the way that I handle things. If it's my elbows, then I, I don't have the ability to reach out. I mean, I'm, I'm limited in, in, in my thinking of what I can handle, what I can reach out for. If it's in my back, my inflexibility is, well, I can only support myself doing this. I can't do that. I can't. So every disease and condition is the end result of you not paying attention to the guidance that God is giving you through your mind. God is talking to us 24-7. We just don't know. We've not been taught how to have eyes to see or ears to hear. And the church certainly doesn't teach. No religion, no philosophy teaches that because it sets you on your own path. This connection between mind and brain and body, if we only limit our perspective to the body, my hands hurt, and we miss the connection between mind and brain, is it to suggest that we're, whatever our condition, we need to look at those things and is it possible then that the nourishment that we may be missing, if we're not getting nutrients for the brain to allow it to meet its needs, therefore the downstream effect of mind, brain, body is likely to be impaired somewhere along the line. So if you have arthritis, you don't just nourish your joints, you nourish your brain as well. Is that a reasonable assumption? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And not only nourishing the brain, but for the mind is really begin exploring other ways to deal with your life. You know, we talk about lifestyle. So yeah, that's one. But you know, going back to the hands. So then you look at what the problem is, or what the things are in your life that you have to handle. And we all have stuff we have to handle. So instead of thinking, well, you know, the way this is the way we're supposed to do it, investigate see if there is another way to do it an alternative way to do it there very well may be you know you mentioned you're writing this book um is this book going to be one of those tools that bridges the gap between mind brain body um philosophy um, oh, is it is it that broad oh absolutely because the first part of the book talks about how the mind works in terms of you know, the mind is your guide to help you get to a healthy place. You know, you go back to Genesis, it says we have dominion over everything and that we're supposed to be the stewards of the planet, of our lives, and we have dominion over everything. Well, we don't exercise that dominion. And because we don't, we're out of sorts. So that that's one aspect. 
in order to manifest dominion and in order to get your mind to work the way it should work, then you really need to pay attention. For me, it's the universal teachings, which are, are based on God's immutable laws, period. There's no deviation. It really doesn't matter if you're Protestant, I'm Baptist, you're Jewish, um, I'm a Episcopalian, I'm a Catholic, whatever. It really doesn't matter what philosophy or religion you follow. It's like physics. These are the laws. They don't deviate from one person to another. These are the fundamental laws. So my point is, is that I incorporate all of that thinking when I write. Okay. So the first part of the book is all about the mind. And then it goes into some of the common things like backaches. Okay. That's support. Things that people never think about, like a stubbed toe. Why would anybody stop and think about, oh, I just stubbed my toe? Well, to me, that's major. You know, if you <laughs> stubbed a toe, that tells you, you know, the first question I always ask anybody tells me anything. Was it your right side or your left side? See, if it's your left side, then I'll say to you, well, you know, it's got something to do with material money. So where where were you headed that you stubbed your toe and what did you stub your toe on? Because that too would give you some guidance. Remember, everything is made out of atoms. Everything is made out of energy. Everything is a reflection of thought. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God. Well, before you ever speak a word, you have a thought that formulates and comes out as a word. Everything that unfolds is an energetic manifestation of your thinking. So the first part gets into some common stuff. The second part gets into, I think, the emotional representation of each part of your body. You know, so the head has a meaning, your eyes, your ears, your nose, everything has a meaning. Then I go into the diseases. And in plain English, this is your disease. <laughs> this is, you know, arthritis. Here's what causes it. Here's the nutrients you need. And then here is the emotional component of what arthritis represents. And here is an emotional association of the nutrients. And this tells you why these nutrients will be beneficial for you for your arthritis. And then at the end, I give some refer, you know, information about how to change your lifestyle, how to begin to come aware, how to begin reading the way that your mind talks to you. So that's all in that piece of work. Would it be reasonable to assume that if you are missing something in any of these three areas that we've talked about, the nutrition, mind, um, uh, brain, and their spirit, and I know there's these other, but if something is missing in any one of those, it's hard to have a complete response. You know, somebody who never considers the emotional brain side of it is going to have a hard time repairing the physical side of it, even with all the right nutrients. And conversely, somebody who's thinking on the right side of it, but if they're not getting the nutrients, are not going to have a satisfactory, complete response. And that's why we need to take this more holistic view of healing, is that all of these things play their role, and you need to pay attention to all of them in order to get this complete result that we're looking for. Uh, yes. Good. I was going to say yes and no, because the difference is, 
and and I'll use um, arthritis since we're talking about that. Without the understanding, there are products even in in our natural industry that will address your arthritis and you'll feel good. Will you have cured it? No. If you stop taking the product, will you be back where you started? Yes, because you didn't eliminate through understanding the root cause. All you've done is nurtured the body. And so from somebody like me, well, that's fabulous because that means you're going to have to stay on my products <laughs> for whatever, you know, whatever part of the body you're nourishing, whether it's the joints or the blood pressure or whatever. Yeah, that's great. Okay. But as a, as a healer, I'm not a healer. I'm a facilitator. The body heals. The body heals. The body is the healer. What my products do is give you the building material to re-nurture that part of your body that is in nutritional imbalance. That nutritional imbalance may manifest as a symptom, condition, or disease. Will you resolve it using my products? No. Will you feel better? Absolutely. And you'll love me for it. But the truth of the matter is, you may have to stay on my products. And, I, and I've heard, I hear stories about people staying on them for years. And to me, if I'm doing my job right, my whole job right, which is also the emotional aspect of it, you should be able to get your body back under control and get off of my products. Because the goal is to get you healthy, not make you codependent on the pharmaceutical or the nutraceutical. What you have to get to is actually climbing into your head, really understanding, and you know, back to arthritis, the inflexibility that you're experiencing. Question it. If you have a question, write to Steve, write to me. And, you know, and or get my book down the road. I'll let you know when I have that website up and it's available. But we'll talk about it, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. Yes, they will get benefit out of the nutrients. If they don't change their diet and don't climb into their head, let's say they'll feel 60% better. If they change their diet, they'll get up to 80% better. But if they climb into their head to understand the root cause and where the disharmony truly lies, they will be at 110%. And that's it makes it challenging for people because I think a lot of people don't want to take that responsibility because it comes back to us. And, yep. you know, it's easy if we can take a pill and supposedly feel better, then I don't have to do all of that mind work because that's really the, the hard <laughs> part of it. Um, and so, you know, getting people to think beyond this idea of just treating my condition, whether it be natural or drugs, but into the life I live, the thoughts I think, the spirit that I maintain, all of those things, if you don't bring all those into harmony, you will have incomplete success because it's not a complete whole until you do that. Absolutely. And Steve, the hardest thing in the world is for people to change. Even yeah. in their pain, their discomfort, it's okay because I'm comfortable here. 
I know my pain. I know my disease. I know my condition. I know my heartaches. I don't want to give them up. God only knows what I'll end up with. It could be worse. But no, it won't be. It'll be better. But the fear of giving up, the fear of changing is what keeps us in this vicious cycle of repeating history, our personal, our country, the world. And it's written in Ecclesiastics 3.15, one of my favorites, right? That which is now hath been, that which will be is now. That is a pattern of behavior flowing in a cycle. And if we don't change, we continue to repeat history, personal and worldwide. We have opportunity and we have responsibility, but if we don't take it upon ourselves to face up to those things, then they won't change. And I know this is what we're all about, is getting people to make choices that lead to positive change on all of these levels. And I think while we talk about some of these things which are challenging, such as you know, looking at what you think and how you behave, those are hard, but so important. And we don't shy away from telling people they need to do that work as well. It's just not as simple as taking Michael's products. As much as they might help you, they are not the only part of the solution. So um, we got to keep leading them to look at their lives in total. This, that's what holistic healing is all about. We're looking at all those aspects. And next week, we will talk about the sinuses because anytime there's sinus congestion, anytime there's any kind of a respiratory condi condition, the individual is going through a lack of faith in themselves. And on that note, <laughs> that'll stimulate some thoughts. How provocative is that? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk about that next week. Steve, thank you so much for stimulating thoughts and getting me going. And uh, I appreciate the support. I look forward to it. Thank you, folks, for listening. Thank you for listening to Naturopathy Today, sponsored by MNP, Michael's Naturopathic Programs at michaelshealth.com. Join us every Monday for the latest episode in this journey to excellent health on all levels.